0: but wait it gets better <laughs> there's more <laughs> I don't even know where to start Colter Nuanez Skyline Sports SkylineSportsNT.com coming to you on what has turned into now a snowy evening at Bobcat Stadium it was a drizzle then a downpour then a drizzle then not very rainy for the end but uh if you ask the Weaver State long snapper, certainly the elements played a factor. Montana State, somehow, someway, 43-38 over Weaver State. One of the weirdest, craziest, sloppiest, most haphazard, unpredictable, anomalous, unique games we've ever covered. And at one point, Weaver State had 17 points and 12 yards. <laughs> At one point, there was 27 special teams points in the game. This is in the first 20 minutes of the game. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Weaver State's long snapper, my gosh, you just got to feel so bad for the kid. He snapped the ball out of the back of the end zone four different times. And Weaver takes four different safeties. And that ends up being part of the difference. I'm not going to say that's the only reason Montana State won this game because there was so much that happened in this game. I don't even know. I, I thought there was so many different mistakes on both sides. I thought the mistakes became contagious. I also thought that the the chess match between Brent Vegan, Montana State's head coach, and uh, Jay Hill, Weber State's head coach, was almost non-existent because when you have all these special teams errors and turnovers and safeties, and then Montana State gives up a kick return for a touchdown and a punt return for a touchdown. And don't get me started on the officiating. I I don't think that, like we always say here at the Big Sky Breakdown, officials are not biased. They're just bad. (laughs) I thought there was probably 20 blown calls in this game. I don't know who uh, got the better side of the docket. There were certainly uh, blown calls on both sides that favored and and did not favor each side. There was certainly a block in the back, if not two, on the punt return for a touchdown uh, early by Hudson Shank late in the first quarter. Um, But that's here nor there. I thought both teams had a hard time finding their footing and and, uh, identifying what they wanted to do because neither one really had a chance to get in in a rhythm. Tommy Millott throws a pick on the third play of the game, and Eddie Heckard almost takes it all the way to the house. Uh, Instead, Tommy Millott tackles him, and then the Bobcat defense holds and forces a field goal. Then the safety barrage started, and uh, the first one came with 8.48 left in the first quarter. The second one came with 6.19 left in the second quarter. The third one came with 50 seconds left in the first half, and the fourth one came about two and a half minutes into the second half. I was sitting in the press box, and I could see the Weaver State punter – or excuse me, the Weaver State long snapper right below me trying to work out the kinks, and uh, I would say it was akin to – Having the yips when you're putting on the golf course or, um, you know, when, when you can't find your, your free throws, uh, you know, on the basketball court, uh, a, a hitch in your baseball swing. The first one, the kid came down and he was he was working on it and you could tell he was snapping pretty fine. Then by the second one he kept working on it and his snaps kept getting worse. And then all of a sudden, after the third one, he's working on it and he snapped one that was so errant it went onto the field of play. It didn't affect anything, but this is on the sidelines and you could just tell the look on his face. I mean, it's heartbreaking. You feel terrible for the guy, you know, regardless of who you're a fan of or whatever. I mean, the guy, you know, he, he has um, he's mastered his craft at a Division One level and he can't figure it out. But also, though, when Weber's on, you know, never on offense, at one point in this game, over the first, I guess it would have been, like, 18 minutes of this game, Weber State had the ball for 2 minutes and 59 seconds. Montana State had the ball for 14 minutes and 49 seconds. Yet Weber State was winning the game because they had already scored 17 points, 14 of them on kick return and punt returns, and then one on the field goal right after the interception. So the back and forth, the usual adjustments – none of that was really even a reality until we got to the second half. And then in the second half, wacky all the way around. Montana State committed more penalties than they have all season long. They were sloppy. But at the end of the day, the Bobcat run game keeps on keeping on. I cannot tell you how impressed I am with Montana State's run game. They had 19 rushing first downs alone of their 25 first downs. They rushed for 347 yards. So their league leading average will be over 300 yards a game uh, this upcoming week going into their bye, which is just so impressive. 53 carries for 347 yards at 6.5 yards per pop. And the guy who did it, who led the way, tell him a lot. What an unbelievable performance by the sophomore quarterback for the Bobcats. He had 32 carries for 273 yards and three touchdowns. That is the fifth total game by a quarterback in big sky conference history of over 200 yards rushing. And it's the fourth one overall by the third different Bobcat signal caller, including Troy Anderson, who went over 200 twice and he had the previous big sky record for yards in a game by a quarterback on the ground. Sean Chambers also had a 200 yard game earlier this season and, uh, now, Tommy Mallott, over 200 yards, and his 273. Uh, I'm not sure what that ranks in school history. It was close to the school record. The school record, Don Haas, back in 1967. Uh, actually, October 21st, 1967, so uh, whatever, however many years that is. 55 years and a day ago, Don Haas ran for 248 or 298 excuse me, against Weaver State, and then Tommy Mallott runs for 273 against Weaver State, The Bobcats do so many creative things in their run game. Brent Vegan acknowledged that um, certainly part of it was Tommy Millat extending pass plays into run plays. He said he probably happened at least 10 times. And uh, with Sean Chambers on the shelf, not available in this game, Tommy Millat carries the day. He also threw for 140 yards and a touchdown. So he's in on a grand total of uh, 55 of the offensive snaps for the Cats. Out of the 76 plays that they ran for 487 yards, so an impressive, impressive day by the Bobcat run game, and that's with Marcus Weir out for the year with a lower leg injury. Cole Sain out for the foreseeable future with what looked like some sort of a leg injury suffered last week. That's the starting right side of Montana State's offensive line, and they just keep on not missing a beat, and uh, just pretty, re- pretty impressive. We'll hear from uh, Jay Hill, Ty Okada. And Brent Vegan, Jay Hill, Weber State's head coach. Brent Vegan, Montana State's head coach. And uh, Ty Okada, Montana State's senior captain and uh, starting safety. Um, just such, He does such a good job at just putting things into words. So that's why we chose him for the post-game press conference. Really no big play to ask about or anything like that. just wanted to ask him about the craziness uh, of this game. So we'll start there. We'll start with Weber State head coach uh, Jay Hill. Here's A couple minutes post-game from Coach Hill. uh, Just because this one I won't have to cut up. It's just three minutes. So uh, here's Jay Hill on his team's 43-38 loss.
3: came out and played great. They made plays when it mattered. Yeah. They got down big early and continued to fight. We got down big, continued to fight. I mean, it's two tough teams that went at it and some crazy crap. That The reality in the end, you know, the, people are going to look at those snaps over the head of the punter and all that stuff. And But we, we had mistakes on offense, defense, special teams, made way too many mistakes the weather was not that big of a factor um it wasn't and so we needed to do a better job of handling certain situations um had some key guys out at the end but so did they so yeah. is he's there you had the ball for like two minutes in the first 25 minutes of that
0: game. Is it hard to sort of settle into your game plan when, I mean, you know, you want to have a kicker turn and a turn for a touchdown, but you guys hardly ever had the ball. You really had no ability to get your footing.
3: Well, I think that's part of it, right? I mean, the offense the offense is a dang good offense, but they weren't on the field. Defense was on the field too much, self-inflicted too much. Um, like I say, you got to give Tommy Millant and the rest of that montana state team credit they made plays when they needed to they extended drives they kept the ball which we knew that was their game plan going in we knew it so the the fumbled punt at the end of the first half was devastating i mean that was that was tough and there was just a lot that went on in that game on both sides so yeah they made the they made the one more play that we needed to make
0: when you do have a situation like that with a long snapper, I mean, how do you go about managing that within the scope of a game?
3: Well, it's hard because um, you, you have to look at the situation. Um, I know he's struggling, and I know he's already had two or three bad snaps. I get that. Right. But is the backup in that weather, in those situations, is that going to gain you anything? The reality was I watched their snapper at halftime had four bad snaps in a row at halftime warming up, and we just did not force them to punt as much as they forced us to punt, and that was a part of that game.
0: When you talk about Tommy Malata, everybody knows he can run, but did they do anything different in the quarterback run game,
3: uh, especially in the second half? No, they do some stuff schematically that is very tough to defend. It's, it's why both their quarterbacks have run for a lot of yards, and Tommy Malata's a great player, and their coaches did a great job of having a game plan for this weather that, that put us on our heels a little bit. But the reality was early in the game it didn't affect us that much, and late in the game it didn't affect us that much. We went through a stretch where – I think we felt a little sorry for ourselves, and we didn't handle it good.
0: When it comes to just so many different mistakes being made on both sides, I mean, they committed 10 penalties in the first half. I mean, is that sort of stuff, does it manifest itself? Does it sort of become contagious?
3: Mm, I don't know. Um, The reality is games like this, there's always crazy games, and this is two really good football teams that made some mistakes in crazy conditions and and I think that's about it. Otherwise, we just make it bigger than it really is. No
0: rest for the weary. I mean, a big one next week as well. So, I mean, how do you hope your team turns the page? I know you're not even thinking about Montana yet, but obviously you've got to put this one in the rear view.
3: Yeah, we got big kids that are resilient. They're, they'll fight back. They're resilient. They're tough. They'll, they'll know that we let one slip away here. And we let it get away too much at a stretch in the game where we weren't playing up to us. And we, we let the lead build too much, and it costs us.
0: To me, we can diagnose all the ins and outs and the whys and the why nots and the mistakes and the the snapping and the special teams errors and Tommy Millat's big day and all that. At the end of the day, to me, the storyline of this Bobcat football team is they keep on winning and they keep on finding new ways to win. 5-0 in Big Sky Conference play, 7-1 overall going into their bye. Uh, they broke their all-time record for home wins in a row that's 17 home victories uh, in a row now for Montana State and Brett Vegan he's 19 and 4 overall as Montana State's head coach including 19 and 2 against FCS opponents and uh, he's now 12 and 1 in Big Sky Conference regular season games pretty damn impressive and they've done it in so many different ways. Doesn't matter if Tommy Mullott's out or Isaiah Fonse's out. Doesn't matter. None of that stuff matters. So here's Brent Vegan. A couple uh, questions about exactly that. First he 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 made it he wanted to emphasize to the media, hey, I want to talk about the guys that are playing, not the guys that aren't playing. So we'll hear that part first and then just what it takes to, to be a winner, to have winning culture, to find different ways to win.
4: Appreciate all our guys, and um, you know that's one thing I want to talk about. We've been talking I've, a lot about the guys that aren't playing. How about the guys that are playing? You know, we got a we got a good group of guys that are out there, and you're going to have some guys that, that aren't on the field one Saturday, or the next. And the guys out there, though, we we trust completely, and they're getting better and better. And we're going to get some guys back. But you know, being a good football team is about having more than the guys that uh, um, are tab tabbed to starters in the preseason. So I'm tired of hearing. Uh, about who we don't have on the field. I want to applaud the guys that are on the field, Um, and I think we need to do that moving forward.
0: Is this the craziest game you coach coached at least at Montana State?
4: Uh, well, I think so. You know, you go, uh, we were down 24 9, and then we rattled off however many an- unanswered points, and you feel like you got them right on the edge, and then they battled back and would have finished with 14 unanswered. Um, the special teams plays, you know, you almost couldn't believe it when that happened a third and fourth time uh, on the snaps, but we were going to take it, and it was going to give us good field position coming out the other end. And I-, I can't believe we gave up two returns at the same point to get down what we did. So, um, yeah, I mean it's you know, football is a crazy game. You throw in the elements, um, you don't know what you're going to get sometimes, and you got to you got to morph into whatever it takes to win that day. And um, we did just enough today.
0: Well, play calling and like schematic standpoint, when there is so many unorthodox things happening, how does it alter just like the plan you came into the game with?
4: Well. I- I think the offense defense piece was still um, probably fell within the plan. I think it's these special teams plays, and I know you, you take the scoreboard into effect, but I don't know how I don't know how much we outgained them by. I looked at the scoreboard one time and saw that I was like, this game shouldn't this this game shouldn't yeah. be this close. Two points and eleven yards. I know. Um, <laughs> so no, I, I think I think um, you, you your plan. Until the very end, you're really not playing against the scoreboard. Um, you know, I think you're just trying to move the ball on offense and and put up seven, and you're trying to you know turn them over on defense. And I think that's some that's some framework our guys stayed in. Instead of you know you look and you could say 24-9, and you could really panic if that's that's what, the way you're built. Uh, I don't think we're built that way whatsoever. Um, and uh, that's a credit to our guys. You know, it's a that's a year-round deal. That's a that's a Sean Heron. Um, Pete's Hill, uh, in the weight room, mornings, uh, working together. It's all that stuff. And I think our guys just believe in one another. Um, And when you have good good players that believe in one another, that's pretty
0: whether you're in the restaurant business or you just want to host any big event, JMV Restaurant Supply can make sure you have everything you need. JMV Restaurant Supply is your home for everything kitchen. Whether you're a bear or a bobcat, an eagle or a scotty, JV Restaurant has everything you might need. They have locations in Bozeman, Billings, and Great Falls. If you can't make it in, JMV also has a great website, JVRestaurant.com. Get everything you need for your next event at JMV, your restaurant specialists. Next up, we'll hear from uh, Ty Okada. Similar thought. What does it take to find different ways to win? I thought Ty's answers here uh, were exceptionally good as Montana State, they stay undefeated against FCS competition this year.
2: Us being able to just stay in it is a product of what we've been through all year. And, you know, so what, now what type of mentality. And, and so, again, you know, it's, it's not necessarily demoralizing because we've been in these situations where it's like, hey, we've we've got to step up and make a play. But you definitely don't want to give up those fourth and long. Shout out to Cal for his uh, sack. That was incredible. And just a lot of guys stepping up and making plays when it mattered is, is kind of what that boils down to. Ty,
3: 17 straight wins at home. You've been a part of just about every one of them. New, new record. What does that mean? What, what does the whole just thing mean, having a sold-out crowd and – um, getting
2: this way. It's a big deal. To your point, we get a ton of support from our fans, and Bobcat Nation is the best in the country. And, and, and so that's, that's- you know, big product of what they do, but this is also a product of of the culture that our our guys in the past have built. You know, you guys may have seen Lewis is back in town, Daniels back in town, Lance is back in town, and, and um, even Derek Marks was at Chapel this morning talking. Chase Benson was back, and that's just a product of the culture that they have set. You know, a we don't lose at home. Our fans are fantastic but B, just the winning culture that we've set and that those guys have set. And we're just trying to continue to build upon that is, is a big deal, and that's kind of the product of it.
0: I don't know that standard that's been set. How much does that play into your guys' belief in winning? I,
2: I mean, it's just it's this mentality, and Coach hits on it all the time, of, of won't be beat. And what that means is, you know, you talk about – You know, some teams have this mentality of can't be beat, and that's more so arrogant. You know, won't be beat is there's going to be things that happen in the game, and and we're going to be able to respond because we refuse to just let things happen. You know, we're going to come back, we're going to fight, scratch, claw, do everything in our power to not – we won't be beat or won't be beat and so that's just kind of just building on that culture and that 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 standard that those the guys from last year and previous years have set is is kind of what that's all about
0: bobcat run game in the offensive line it just continues to impress and uh it doesn't matter who they throw in there jacob Kettle's got his first career start at right tackle and um omar big 68 still i mean he still knew the lineup so i'm still uh, learning how to say his name uh i i believe it's ajbedion ajbedion uh, big, big old offensive lineman from Katy, Texas, just a freshman, a transfer from the uh, West Point prep school, Army prep school. And he had a great day as well. I mean, if you watch what they're doing offensively, their their run game is so creative. You heard Coach Hill talk about it. And they also just beat you to a spot. They can reach block you. They can just get to the edge quicker than you. Everybody talks about defenses setting edges. The Bobcat offensive line is what sets the edge. And the back can read it. The quarterback can read it one way or the other, and it's just so impressive to watch him work. Here's what Brad Begian had to say about that element, about his offensive line and Montana State's ability to run the football.
4: You know, our run game, I think, when it's going um, in all its different facets, is tough to defend. It's not like you're just lining up in the eye and just teeing off, and they they, they can see. There's a lot of moving parts. Um, Obviously, a bunch of different people can carry the football. When your quarterback's going like that, um, it's really hard. But, yeah, our our O-line – you know, I think got after them. And boy, I credit to them. I mean, we were close to breaking them. We don't get that fourth down. Um, we made it a lot harder on ourselves by not converting um, through that stretch. But ultimately, we got enough points on the board to, to win. And, you know, um, keep building off this. We got a ways to go yet. Uh, but that was a big win in the grand scheme of things.
0: And finally, the Bobcats going to their bye, still undefeated at Big Sky Conference play. And they are the number three team in the country. Depending on what happens around the rest of America, there'll be at least that. I haven't seen any scores as we sit here and the snow starts coming down uh, here in Bozeman. But uh, just so impressive, you know, I mean, with all of the question marks coming out of last season, replacing the most talented team, you know, the most talented senior class in school history and losing leaders like Troy Anderson and Chase Benson and Daniel Hardy and all these great guys, Lewis Kidd, losing multiple guys to the NFL And then, you know, having Isaiah Fonse out for the foreseeable future, their All-American running back. And then all of the different injuries that they've had throughout this year and the the quarterback controversy, that's not a controversy at all, but that's what they're talking about all the time. None of it matters. They just keep on winning. And you just have to be so impressed with the the winning mindset, the refusal to lose, the steady culture that Brent Vegan has built. And uh, Montana State, they continue to look like one of the teams to beat in the Big Sky Conference. And guess what? They've now beat three of the Four teams other than themselves that made the FCS playoffs this year to get to this point. They beat Eastern Washington and Cheney. They beat UC Davis here at Bobcat Stadium. Now they just beat the number five team in the country in the Weaver State Wildcats. Impressive, impressive effort. Here's Brett Vegan and then Ty Okada on Montana State. The status of their season going into a bye. Quite a gauntlet you guys have so far. So yeah. the team's status right
4: now? Well, we're, we're positioned well at this point. Um, we got a bye week, and we have three conference games left, and we got to keep it going. Um, you know, I hope that the next couple weeks does allow us to, um, you know, continue to get better. And can, you know, that's twofold. That's guys um, while we practice continue to get better, and, and you know, certainly the healing part of it. So, um, you know, it's our hope we can come out of this uh, this two-week stretch a, a better team, and I think we're all ready for a buy. I know that.
0: There's a lot of things that make Montana great, from the mountains and lakes to some of the finest towns in the West. But what really makes this place special is you. Our communities are full of people who are working hard to build good lives and remarkable things. At Opportunity Bank, our passion is helping folks do just that. Together, we can make a good thing even better opportunity bank of montana stop by and see us or visit us online member fdic what kind of confidence does this win give your team moving
4: forward into the bye and into the rest of the
2: season i think a ton of confidence a ton of momentum just just because it was another hard-fought battle something that we had to you know we get down early and we're able to come back and it just shows that You know, we don't need to flinch. We don't flinch at this point. And it's it's just building upon that and saying, hey, you know, being able to bring that into the second, you know, not even the second half, the last end of the season after a bye week and say, hey, here's the things that we've been through. This is what we've been able to handle as a team. And so when things like that come up, which they will later in the season, we're ready for it and prepared.
0: Thanks so much for joining us here on the Big Sky Breakdown. Montana State, a 43-38 victory over Weber State. One of the games of the year, one of the craziest games we've ever covered. I wouldn't say it was clean. I wouldn't say it went the way that I expected it to go, just in terms of the style of the game. I thought we were in for another 13-7, like down in Ogden last year, but not so fast. So many different ways you can score a whole bunch of points. Uh, So, so, so uh, much fun to – Cover so many unlikely and non cliche, you know, non predictable things that happen in this. And uh, at the end of the day, another Bobcat victory. We'll have more for you here on the Big Sky Breakdown in the wee hours of this mor- Sunday morning, probably tomorrow. Uh, but for now, Thanks so much for listening. Thanks to all of our great sponsors, including j and Restaurant Supply, Your Home for Everything Kitchen, Opportunity Bank, Your Local Bank, Your Opportunity, Blackfoot Communications, Connect to More, and Town Pump. Town Pump will get us fueled up on the way home, get some uh, caffeine in our lives, maybe get some pretzels, maybe some beef jerky. Full tank of gas, Town Pump taking us from location to location throughout the Big Sky coverage, Town Pump by the mile. Appreciate their continued support as well. More Big Sky breakdown later on and uh, more throughout the rest of the week. Please rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. And keep on coming back, SkylineSportsMT.com. I'm Colter Nuanas. Skyline Sports
1: every day, every season.